The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. Other than Nina and Alice. Oh, yeah. Who will be joining us in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, okay, weirdly my... And we're live. It is Friday, September 24th, 2021. Wow, it is actually weird to, like, remember the year that you have to, like, announce. 5.02 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it has been a long week, and so it is cheese night with just me and Ben and Nina and a special guest who will be showing up with Genevieve. And wonder who that could be. I know. And uh, and um, Alice. Well, I don't mean for, for Alice is just going to get. Alice is going to hang out and be Alice. And, and we're going to let the audience just comment on Alice just being there. Yep. Um, uh, Nina is very interested in being over near me right now because there is a giant uh, thing of cheese over here. Uh, that smells very frequently. Um, okay, let's see. So we're going to play today. We're going to do the um, Where's the Lie? Um, but it'll be short stories. And it will be between Ben and I, and you will have to vote in the polls which you would, who you would prefer. Uh, you will not hurt our feelings, trust me. And uh, we're going to actually bring people on from the audience to say what they want a story about. It can't be a story. Like, you can't give really specific like I wanted but maybe a question that prompts a story no I don't want to do that no I don't want to like over engineer it I think that like we like will waste too much time like doing that I think that like we need to like do a you know we can like limit like I think like who they want and then like whether that we're lying all right you think that that's like enough I mean I think like we I mean also I don't know that I have like enough arsenal to fit a story or a line like how about this if the vote goes for you, you'll do it that way. If not, sure. I'll bring somebody sure. on and sure. uh, and prompt. Yeah, see, Reverend Doctor is with me. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Ninette, you can stop. Okay. You're just like, um, yeah. Um, okay, so where is Alice? I don't know. Did you bring her on? No, I'm trying to. Oh. Uh, Alice, Alice sent me a text message the other day. She was in a, um, she was in a restaurant bar in Cape Cod that was, has a lot of license plates on the wall and it has my grandfather's license plate on the wall. Uh, and she wanted to know if she could find it. And so she wanted to know which one it was. And uh, I was like, okay, it has this on it. And she went and found it and then sent me a picture. It was super cute. Um, That's pretty awesome. Hello, Alice. Hey, Alice. Hello. Did you cut your hair? I don't know. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah. We can barely hear you. What happened to your $10 headphones that solved everything? She can't hear us. You can't hear us, huh? We should probably release her. No, this uh, is like this is we have a wild Alice, and now we have to keep it this way. Forever. Except that, except that she can't hear us. Um, 
when she's in. I think, uh, you can hear us now. Hear us now. Sort. We can sort of hear you. Um, uh, so why don't we keep Alice muted, and uh, <laughs> then she'll just be being Alice the whole time. I can't oh, mute her. My audio. I don't know what's going on. I actually can't mute her, and I'm captaining. There we go. Oh, she's muted now. No, she's not. No? No. Well, she's very quiet. Yeah, she's very quiet. <laughs> not All quite right. the same. Okay. So, oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. All right. Is so, Genevieve here yet? I don't know. Uh, Genevieve will text us when she's here. Yeah. Um, I also Kate, feel we're, like we're, we're dead even on the story thing. I think that's by design, not by my design. I think the audience is. Uh, I see. Yes, I th maybe um, just hypothesizing. Um, but yeah, um, well, we need a tiebreaker. Uh, All right. How about uh -oh. this? Nope, I will dead. tell. Why don't we? Why don't we say what we will tell the story both? about, and then we'll see how that affects the vote. Okay, I will give three statements, short statements by description, and uh, and you have to guess which of the three is the lie. I will tell a story about how I got a room full of nine-month pregnant women to stare daggers at me all at once. To stare what? Daggers at me all at once. Okay, isn't that the whole story? Didn't you just tell it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, I, I'm telling you, the end of the story is like 15 very pregnant women looked at me like I was the devil himself. And, uh, but how that came to be is the story. Okay. Um, well, Ben, you're winning. <laughs> I'm so pulling you, ahead. Yeah. Ben, Ben, you win. I think I was too vague in my story. Okay, my story, my three, I'll give you a sample of what the three truths and a, and a lie are. One, is the time that I met Hillary Clinton. One is the time that I met the ambassador of France. And one is the time that I met Michael Kors. I am pulling further ahead. No one cares. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Like the, the audience has voted decisively for the angry pregnant women. Okay. Um, so go ahead, Ben, tell your story. All right, and, and we'll see if people believe the story. All right, so I wanna stress that this story is entirely true. There is no element of untruth in, to, in this story. Um, uh, and it involves um, uh, uh, the birth of my older child, lo these 23 years ago, uh, and uh, my uh, older child was born in a hospital that no longer exists, where, uh, uh, which required that you attend uh, childbirth classes 
which were ordinary and pedestrian and uh, not um, uh, worth telling stories about, and one infant safety and CPR class, which was not pedestrian at all and is very worth telling stories about. Uh, the infant safety and CPR class, uh, which I quickly came to call the how to kill your baby class, was a uh, very specifically engineered exercise in inducing panic in a group of women who were about to have children, all their first babies, and their uh, uh, husbands or partners who were there with them trying desperately to uh, seem supportive principally to the other people present. Um, because, you know, having, um, uh, because you're, you're really supposed to be supportive. And so there's this uh, uh, kind of demonstrative supportiveness that, that comes to be demonstrated in these situations. But you're not being supportive to like everyone. At the, uh, you told that really weird. No, 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 no. you have to, to you have you have to be supportive. You have to show all the other pregnant women that you're being supportive to your partner. Yes, that's because what I other, saying, Because yeah, otherwise, that's not what you said. You're, you're, just a, you're just a bad person. Yeah, we understand, they, how, we understand how, like, the dynamics of social performance work. So, okay. like, <laughs> so um, and then in the middle of this scene, there is a labor and delivery nurse. Uh, who is demonstrating on a, a, a little baby uh, CPR doll the many ways that you can kill it. Um, and, um, and she's enjoying this performance just a little bit too much so that everybody is sitting there, and I don't think I was the only one, thinking this is a little bit creepy. Now, the CPR part of the class fine it was okay but this infant safety part is super creepy because what it actually is is a giant set of advertisements for baby safety products that you have to buy or your baby is going to die in the following way and so it starts with fairly uh normal stuff you know uh a plug uh, you know, outlet stoppers, uh, baby gates, you know, the sort of stuff that you think of as, you know, necessary for baby proofing, which, by the way, none of which are necessary for newborns because, you know, newborns don't actually move very much. But if the goal is to get people panicking as early as possible, as completely as possible, you really want to start before you need to, because this is, you know, eight, ten months from now when the baby's mobile, you really want to be ready. Um, and over time, this presentation gets more and more exotic as you move into ever more peculiar ways that your baby can die if you do not buy the product. And I am becoming more convinced as I watch this woman that she is actually a paid agent of Bye Bye Baby. Um, because, you know, when you go to one of these baby stores, there's walls and walls of these baby safety products. And I'm 
in my, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm becoming convinced that um, she's actually on the take from Bye Bye Baby. And every, like, every person who goes straight from this class and buys a lot of infant safety products, uh, she is going to get a cut. Um, I am getting angrier and angrier and angrier as this display becomes like as the products become more improbable in what they're going to protect you from you know yes babies do fall down the stairs no uh you don't need to monitor your baby you know like a hundred you know like babies actually survived before there were infant monitors to film them while they're sleeping babies have privacy too um and um I finally lost it when uh, she got to the toilet seat locks. And because um, I'm sitting there and there are, um, uh, you know, these are actually people who are in a somewhat vulnerable position in their lives, which is, you know, they've never had a baby before. They're really nervous. And now she's talking about how the babies are going to drown in the toilet. And, you know, I just snapped. I, I, I'm not proud of it. Actually, I am a little proud of it. Um, I'm not very proud of it. Um, I just lost it. And I, um, I raised my hand and she uh, uh, said to me, yes, you have a question. And I said, do we have any data on how many babies in the United States drowned in the toilet last year? And the mood of the room changed uh, all of a sudden because all of these women um, uh, realized all of a sudden that I was actually a terrible person and all of the men realized that I was not being supportive. Um, and she looked at me and she said, um, I don't think we have exact figures on that. And I, I said, well, I mean, there's some cost-benefit analysis, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, and I got into this argument with the L&D nurse in a fashion that I think John actually would have appreciated, uh, Kate. Uh, uh, John would have supported me in this. Um, you know, he, I, I, I said to her, look, I mean, you can lock everything in your house. Um, and I, uh, found myself just being stared daggers at by about 15 very pregnant women, none of whom looked as amused as Genevieve does right now. And um, Tammy kind of elbowed me, which was her way of saying, uh, this is the part where you shut up. And I did shut up. Did you say as she, as she was elbowing you, why are you elbowing me? I did not. I, I, I saved that behavior for you, Kate. Um, but I, I did shut up. But I did not buy a toilet seat lock. And although both of my children have had their struggles in life, neither of them drowned in the toilet. Oh um, and, um, and neither of them joined the uh, 
parade, the epidemic of Americans whose parents fail to protect them from uh, the toilet seat. Um, so that is the story of how and, I and that's became- that's obviously just a true story. So we're just not even going to vote on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like pointless, so, no one thinks you're lying. But Genevieve, welcome Hi everybody. Back. We've missed you. You've I've been missed busy. It. I've, I've missed you guys a lot. <laughs> so you have an, uh, somebody to introduce us to. That yes. is an enormous newborn baby. He's very large. Um, that's what the doctor has said multiple times. She came in the next morning and she goes, is he kidding me? Um, <laughs> because they kept telling her on the sonogram, like, he's just like a really big baby. And she's like, no way. And then she was very surprised. Um, but yeah, this is Luke. He is, um, pretty chill. We're really lucky. He, though, for the last like week has had a five o'clock, like, alarm set for some reason and now we're finally like off of that which is great um but he's he's pretty cool he doesn't do much but he eats and he drinks and sleeps. john calls this phase as we've got as we watched our friends go through it the screaming pooping meatball phase lump like oh, lump. <laughs> yeah. have, have you have you bought toilet seat locks ben you're you're so you spoke to my soul because they really do just terrify you about everything. So we didn't do like 90% of the classes that we we're supposed to do because uh, Andrew was just like, no way. Like this is insanity. It is, it is so, so horrible. Yeah. It's just, why do you do these things? Did you find anything useful about them, Ben? Uh, so I found the infant CPR stuff quite useful. Um, your, did, just to put your mind at ease. Just, so that you know what to do in the event of, I mean, it's really a choking issue. And just so that you know how to do compressions and, you know, that's worth doing. And uh, I definitely found the, uh, uh, just the logistics of a birthing class, you know, like how a hospital, how the particular hospital does things is super useful to know. I, I didn't, I was not a reluctant participant in, any of said stuff, I was enraged by the pushing of the infant safety products. It just seemed infinitely manipulative and um, uh, and actually really enraged me. But nobody thought I, I was lying. I just, no one thought you were lying, Ben. <laughs> Everyone knows that you just want to use where's the lie to tell cool, true stories about your life. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> like, okay, the but, next I mean, one I tell is totally going to be a lie. <laughs> but now I don't know if it will be. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Um, I love the most about like after the. Oh, he just went. It was very cute. It was very cute. Oh my goodness, he's so sound asleep. He looks a little angry while he's sleeping. <laughs> no, he's like seriously like the grumpiest old man of a baby I've ever met, and it's kind of great because I love grumpy old people. So this is my ideal baby. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my second favorite part um, after Ben's story and after the baby is um, that Alice is just still like Alice on the hop. <laughs> Alice, <laughs> that we play hey, Alice. aren't you so glad that you can we still we talk about you all the time whenever we can't get our tech to work. Uh, <laughs> it is. Um, we're just gonna leave leave Alice there for like the whole whole show. We'll try to mute you in a little bit. I'm eating cheese. Um. How okay, so uh, so wait, it's your turn, Kate. 
No, it's not. No one voted on me. You voted you up. Not me. What are you talking about? It's your turn. Really? Yeah. I mean, I want to ask questions about the baby. Um, okay, so first of all, um, have you, like, had time yet to enjoy all the things that you, any of the things that you couldn't do while you were pregnant? I've had one glass of red wine. <laughs> and was it heavenly? It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and there was, uh, back to the idea of infant safety. I really do, so, okay, with the caveat that I obviously don't have children and a lot of friends that have had children, I find that there is a, um, a very, um, that some of, and it's usually my female friends, well, sometimes it's my male friends. There is just like among some of my friends who are already kind of on the neurotic side of things, a very, very, like almost psychotically large spike in anxiety and paranoia and like craziness that does not subside as far as I can tell has not like has actually led to like just kind of a parting slow parting of ways of like we used to be close and like now you're just not that much fun anymore and kind of mono like so one like I worked with and I will not say which job but I will worked with one woman who just would like tell me over and over and over and over and over again that like anytime I had an opinion on anything that I would feel differently once I had children so that was like one thing that I found to be and like Ben, and Genevieve, someday you'll find out if she's right. I know. I was going to say, I was going to like <laughs> natural experiment. Genevieve, do you feel like ever so like, does, do you feel like you are now like present in the world in a different way? No, okay. no. <laughs> I'm very much the same. I, I, I like to think that I'm very much the same person. I am slightly more anxious just because there's a lot of things that I don't know what to do about, but that's really it. And like, but once we figure that out, it's like, okay, done. We're like, we've kind of decided how we're going to assess this risk and what risks we're going to take and things like that. But no, like I, I actually kept talking to my sister-in-law who was also pregnant at the same time and people would talk about, and I apologize if this offends anybody, but like, they were like, Oh my God, you're going to feel so differently. You're going to like have like a complete metamorph. I'm like, I really don't think so. Like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, this is my kid. I love my kid, but like, I'm still getting to know him. Like we've only been together like a little less than two weeks. I don't know this guy. Like yeah, I like <laughs> I like dated people in college for for longer than that. Like yeah. <laughs> it's true. So wait, so wait, Alice asks a very good question in the uh, uh, in the chat because uh, you can't speak in real life. Which is what's the most out of context conversation in which she used that response? Like oh, God, was it like is... I don't I don't like you know, uh, uh, pepperoni. And she's like, oh, you'll feel differently about that. When you like, how ridiculous was it? Or was it all stuff where it was germane? one of my other coworkers, I, I'm going to like one of my other coworkers obsessively collected compact discs to the extent that he had thousands of compact discs in a storage unit. Like, and this was like, was, he was just obsessed with these. And I was like, you are insane. There is so much better, more high fidelity ways of collecting music than CDs. And like, this is bonkers, like not even vinyl, like, like you're collecting CDs, not even like, yeah, hard drives, like there's just better. And he was insistent. And I think that this woman 
said at some point was like you like used that line. The other time she used it, Wait, I think. What do they have to? Nothing. But she wanted like... the she wanted the answer to the most out of context thing that she used. Yeah, the but line that's on. like that one's so out of context. But I that can't was even... like understand the connective tissue no there was i bet her, she i bet she feels like her house is suddenly full of crap now that she has a yes. child yes wow alice yes thanks. thank you alice that was like almost exactly what it was and that i didn't understand how to value things because i hadn't like like under like i hadn't like gone through this metamorphosis of like and i just so there was just like this and i mean she it was to the extent that she like had her kid wearing a helmet all the time. Like it was like a two and a half year old and she just wore a helmet constantly. Um, and that's sad. Yeah. It was like, it was like a little, it was really actually. And so it was, it was like, it actually like kind of crossed over from the point of being funny to, and yeah, but there was, uh, it wasn't funny if you were the kid though, I suspect. What, Oh, I mean, I think the kid was like the most doted on precious. I and mean, for that point in the le- in the for how old the kid was, it was like completely fine. But it was I have no idea what they're doing now. I think that the, she's had like four more. So, well, Hopefully here's what's going to happen. Eventually, Kate, you will have a kid and you will immediately oh. feel differently about everything. And you'll all those things you'll like fill your house with CDs. And um, <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, my God, she was right. You'll wear helmets everywhere. Um, I mean, you're... I will say this. I um, I even. Oh, hello. Hi. Someone's oh. waking up. Oh, no. He does does like this thing where he just he sleeps through like these like spazzy things and he's just right back out. Yeah, he is really cute. I was going to say that like the thing that I do think is that I do when I went to law school, all of my friends had like all of my older friends that were John's friends had all gone into big law and John and I was like, I'm not going into big law. And John was like, oh, yeah. That's what all of them say. And everyone says that. And then you will go into big law. You will. And I bet him like, like thousand dollars. Not that I was ever, I've never collected on or something like that, that I wouldn't go into big law. And like, here I am. So know thyself people. I feel like, <laughs> um, okay. Um, let me see what the thing, uh, we should get have Luke tell a story. I don't think he's sleeping. He's just being cute on the screen. I love his, it. His origin yeah. story would be like, I was on the inside. Then there was some loud noises. And now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am. Um, and we'd have to ask, is he lying? I'm making bets <laughs> on Molly's baby, which I think is going to be 11 pounds, six ounces. Oh, my God. I'm not joking. Like that's like I think that that's like actually close to the estimate that the doctor is giving to, like it's crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, we have. Uh, let me look at the poll. Okay, we're neck and neck, and then we have. Uh, oh, Timothy has his cat here. Let's see. Eric Berg has. I will. Um, Alice, do you have a good story? It can be true or false. We can't hear so you. That's cool. Go ahead. Oh, now we can. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. I live. I live in Vienna now, so that w- got me pretty busy. 
Yeah. You, you live in Vienna? Really? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, I should have I should have lied and said like Berlin or something, but then Petra could have found me out. That's so. awesome. When yeah. did you move what? to Vienna? What happened? Yesterday. Oh, so I wanted to crash off the plane. Yeah. I'm what, ruining what? my attempt to recover from jet lag. Yeah. And why uh and why did you move to Vienna? Um, I was ready to move somewhere new and also, uh, and yes, Austria, not Virginia. Um, uh, yeah. And there's an interesting master's program here, but also mostly ready to move somewhere new. Um, yeah. Uh, did, you, did you have to ship all your stuff over before? And like, how's the logistical part of that? Yeah, I, uh, no, I brought it all over on the plane. So I went through the opposite of the CD man and you got rid brave. of a lot of things. You're very brave, so. Alice. <laughs> um, no, no, it's just... That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, so, I'm excited. Um, how'd you find an apartment? I, I didn't. This is a friend's apartment. And oh, cool. She's actually in Boston right now, which is kind of funky, but I'm just going oh, to uh, try to find something while I'm here. So how long are you there for? Two years, with some visits back probably, but yeah. That's so great. Wow. That's really exciting. Yeah, put put all your suggestions in the chat, which people are doing. So thank you. Um, yeah. Very cool. How did you pick Vienna? Um, I actually know a fairly large number of people here, and then like more friends of friends have come out of the woodwork, which is good. Um, and the master's program was a good fit. So, and I do speak some German, but thankfully the master's program is in English because the accent is really challenging <laughs> for in general, but especially for the amount of German I speak or do not speak. Um, is it how, is, is it like high German in Austria or is it not at all? I think that's high German is like the standard. No, it's it's oh. like northern Germany. Okay. Um, I think it's what the Prussians spoke and then forced everyone else to speak. Um, and it's like very clipped and precise and stuff like that. It's like someone today was comparing it to like a very formal, like fancy British accent versus sort of the average American accent where things kind of run together and aren't as uh, precisely pronounced. So, Interesting. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, how did all of your friends end up in Vienna? I don't know a single person in Vienna. Yeah, so uh, I know the person in Boston. This, <laughs> this. So uh, we, have a, we had a neighbor when I was little who we met because she had a beagle and she would walk it around and her beagle was cute. Um, and she then got a job in Vienna and has lived here for the past seven or eight years, I think. Um, so uh, I, and, and when I was in high school, actually, I did a summer here, um, not with her, but with one of her friends who had kids my age. So I know kind of those people. And then as I've mentioned to friends that I'm moving to Vienna, a relatively recent friend was like, oh, I grew up there actually, even though I'm an American, because my mom was an opera singer. Like here yeah. are several people I knew as children. Um, so cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I've already was, been invited to a party on Wednesday with a bunch of real Austrians, which are apparently hard to meet in a very expat friendly city like this. So oh, very <laughs> we'll cool. Yeah. Sorry, I what mean, were you saying, Genevieve? Oh, no, I was just going to ask. I mean, was it like very complicated with all the COVID stuff to get everything like moving through or was it like a relatively straightforward process? I'm a pretty simple case because I'm a student and I have uh, after a couple of years a bunch of like, like enough savings that I can kind of go waltz through the visa process. Awesome. So yeah, I'm I mean, so annoying excited. in effect. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it wasn't 
too awful, but it was still pretty miserable. So, and it's like the easiest case for a visa process. And I was like, why is this hard? So yep. I don't know if- wow. um, so, so does anybody want to make the case that Alice is lying? <laughs> I think she's pretty clearly telling She's actually truth. still in Somerville. Especially because I can't yeah. hear her refrigerator. That's true. I have a fancy, tiny European. There's a the yeah. It's a tiny European refrigerator here. So I don't know quiet. if this. I don't know if this applies to. I I lived for four months in France, um, mm -hmm. and I realized that there were little things that I really, really, really missed, like good garbage bags and Q-tips. Um, I don't know. I'm wondering if those types of things exist in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about the Q-tips, but I do know that the person I'm staying with slash our family friend uh, does bring sponges back every year because um, they just have like natural sponges here and she wants a, you know, synthetic scrubby side sponge. Uh, and uh, someone asked her to bring back Ajax. I brought Teddy peanut butter, which is my peanut butter brand of choice. Uh, yeah. I think they only have Skippy here. And, uh, oh, I brought... <laughs> Four boxes of Annie's mac and cheese white cheddar because I don't think I'll find that here. That is a staple <laughs> and a necessity. Mm -hmm. We can shake Thank you. I feel very understood. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. I mean, I don't think four boxes will last you very long. Oh, I'm rationing myself. One a month. Whatever my worst day of a month is, bring it out. That's the plan. I, I yeah. wish I just had one bad day a month. <laughs> I would drink a lot less wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's the plan well, so, so far. If you get any hankering for particular snacks, we'll send. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, Alice, I'm going to stop Alicing you because I feel okay. a little bad, but it is so fun to see you. Thank you for Great to see out. you. Welcome back and welcome to Austria. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If any Whoop. Whoops cut her off mid-sentence. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, well. Yeah. Never happens when I'm captaining. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we still so, want a story from you, Kate. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Um, when I was um, in law school, I decided that I was gonna go to France. And hi, buddy. Oh, I decided that I was gonna go to France and I didn't have a lot of money, but tickets were not that expensive and I figured I would stay in hostels. And so I packed a giant backpack and that I borrowed from Kate Gage. And I showed up in France on a Thursday morning. Um, and it was, I had just coincidentally, it was like luck of the, luck of the, Kate Klonick, uh had managed to arrive on the first Thursday of the month in Paris, uh, which is always the free museum um, day. And so you can go to all the museums for free. And so I had well, arrive at 6 a.m. and I walk, take the metro into Paris and I drop my bag in the free bag check at the Louvre. And Kate Gage was also like, oh, and like, as long as you're in Paris, you should meet up with my friend who like works for an American in in the in 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 france and so i was like okay and so i emailed this guy and he was like yeah sure let's get coffee today like i'll meet you at three so i walk around the loop for free i'm having a great time paris is paris it's like april it's a little cold and i meet up with this guy daniel and um 
he sends me an address to meet him at and I start walking and uh, I get about halfway towards where I'm supposed to be. And like this, the neighborhood has turned very strange. Like on the right, there are all 45 foot walls that are punctuated by giant, like almost like castle like doors that are two stories high and then have a smaller regular sized door inside the giant door. And so like, I have no idea what's happening, but I'm walking down like this, this roof and there is like this kind of, uh, there's this kind of like vibe of like, maybe I copied this address wrong and I arrive at where I'm supposed to be. And it's one of these doors, like in this giant wall of which I do not know what is behind this wall and like what's going on. And there's all of these police with like, there's a US flag and like some stuff. And I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, excuse me, like, where am I? I'm supposed to see this person uh, for coffee. And they're like, oh, this is the ambassador's residence to France from the United, or from like, from the United States to France. And I was like, huh. I'm like, ripped jeans, like crop top. Like I'm in like on vacation and I'm in law school. And so sure enough, uh, I go through the big, the little door in the big door and I walk into the courtyard and it is the ambassador's residence. And there is this guy, Dan, to like meet me. And there is the ambassador with his two golden retrievers and like his wife. So so Dan is not the ambassador. No, Dan is not the ambassador. He's the chief of staff to the ambassador. So when he says that he works for a guy in France, that's an American, he wasn't lying. Just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, just understated the point slightly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and so Daniel lives in where there are many apartments within the residence. And so uh, I, um, Daniel shows me his uh, like apartment in the residence and he goes, where are you staying? And I go, a hostel. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're staying here. Like, no, stay here. And I was like, oh, Okay. Okay. And so I stay in the French ambassador's residence for or the US ambassador to France's residence uh, for like three nights. And on the third night, Daniel turns to me and says, I know you're living out of backpack. Why do you travel like that? Why would you do that? Like, why would you like, like, like and I'm like, uh. um, and he's like, uh, do you have anything like nice to, I do, Dear reader, I do not have anything nice to wear. <laughs> like, I just, I literally do not. Um, all I have is like long underwear that is black that I had like brought. It's like, um, and a pair of like heels that do not have actual heels. It's just the cot, like the, the shoe nail on the heel because the bottom had fallen off. And so they make this terrible scrapey click clacky sound that I'd gotten for, I'd gotten them for one Euro at a flea market that day in like, in so like, all right. So they're, but they're like bright blue. And I'm like thinking these bright blue classic pumps might be like kind of like sheesh with like a all black ensemble, the French love all black. And I'm like, what am I getting dressed up for? He goes, it's Michael Kors' 50th birthday party. It's at the residence. And so I dress, and then like I come down wearing what I'm wearing and he goes, so just stand in the back and look like your help. <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, okay. And so 
I stand in the back and Mary J. Blige is giving a private concert and on everyone tour is there and like all of these, like, and everyone, and I have never heard like, and so everyone is like, I mean, it's, it is just like star studded, like crazy. Like, and I end up like talking for like most of the night because I feel so deeply uncomfortable and underdressed <laughs> that I end up hanging out with all of the bodyguards for all of the famous people that are outside the thing while Mary J. Blige is like, like performing her three songs for Michael Kors. So anyway, so I like, I do this and I have, I still have video on my phone of this. Um, and uh, this was like when video was like, a, like I had a, like a flip phone that was like, and I took video and it was like, took up like all of my battery. And I was like, I have to do something to prove that this happened to me. Um, and so afterwards, Dan is like, well, we're all gonna go to the hotel lobbies. And I'm like, you mean after the party, there's the after party and then after, the party there's the hotel lobby and so yes that was actually how it worked and so we went from hotel lobby to hotel lobby drinking moet and like it was just like a joke like we like it was all of these fashion people it was fashion week in paris i had no idea when i booked my tickets i wish i mean so like um, like this was like i went so right so anyways after that i was like this was a crazy thing i am never going to like top this experiment i am leaving this place i'm going to go stay in a hospital and get a hospital hostel and get back to my roots and um except that i had kind of like like didn't have like there were no rooms in the inn like actually it turns out that all of the hostels in Paris except in the outskirts were completely booked up. And so um, instead of like, so I picked up my backpack of which I am now ashamed and I carried it to a hostel just to see if there had been like a cancellation, like someone hadn't like shown up. And um, my flight by the way is the next morning like I'm leaving already. Like it's been like four days. I was only supposed to be there for a little while. So like um, my flight is the next morning. And so uh, I am like, I'm leaving at like five o'clock in the morning anyways. And I show up at this hostel at like eight or nine. And after three days in like this residence and with Daniel, I am quite exhausted. And this woman's like, no, we don't have anything. You can try to go around to some of the hostels in the area and see what you can find, but you can just put your bag in like the baggage room for, for now. And I'm like, okay. And I just kind of like go to the baggage room and open it up and put my bag in and then just lie down on top of the bag. And I end up sleeping the whole night in the baggage check in this hostel in the dark, surrounded by other people's bags. And it was just like the night before I was like drinking champagne with Michael Kors and Anna Wintour in like hotel lobbies. And then I was like sleeping like a homeless person in a bag check. And then I got on a plane and I left Paris. And I, yeah, that's, that's the story. Well, you got to put up a poll to see no. if people... I, I, this story is clearly <laughs> true. There's no, there's no need to. This is why I've been struggling to like come up with a thing, which is just kind of like, um, I like that that story is true and there's no question of it being true about me and people would totally buy that. I mean, I think that that says something like I'm just comfortable with that, but also like, 
I just don't know how to lie. And enough weird shit has happened to me. That, like, Are you a good liar, Genevieve? Not really, no. Andrew says that, like, I have, like, the most transparent poker face ever. And he's like, you're just, you, you're terrible. I can't do it. Um, but I did want to ask a question about, did you get any good stories from the bodyguards? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm so exactly. curious. I actually I stayed in touch with one of them for a while. It was Mary J. Blige's bodyguard. Yeah. And uh, he was like, he was like a former, he was actually a former like agent, I think. Um, and oh, wow. he got into security. And, um, but he was like, he was telling me stories about his kids who were like going into, ended up going to the, the police academy in like Virginia. And he was giving me, um, he was like he was like giving me their information on because I was back I was in Georgetown and so, um, but yeah we stayed in touch for a little while but it was pretty I don't know the other thing about it was like it really makes me dislike I really like it was fun to be not of that but in it and like but I really I it made like it's funny like I would be very exhausted if I had to kind of do that all the time um, you know. Does it feel that way in D.C. ever, Ben, with, like, the D.C. culture? It's not quite, like, the hope couture, but, like... Yeah, D.C. culture is different, you know, because, yes, there's it can be exhausting, but it's never... It, it doesn't have the same quality as kind of New York fashion culture, and um, it's not a... You always have the ability to opt out of it. Um you know. If you if you caught before that I said that there were three stories and one was the meeting the ambassador of France and one was meeting Michael Kors and one was Hillary Clinton. It was I don't think I've actually met Hillary Clinton. I've met Bill a few times, but I don't think I've met her. And uh, but the other two were this were like I could fold them into one story. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a very weird. Uh, it was a trippy. It was a it was That's a weird awesome. trip. Yeah, it was really fun. It's also funny, too, because, like, you were very on point because Michael Kors, doesn't he only wear, like, all black all the time? Yes. And he had just, I think it was also, and I think you could double check me, I, he had just opened up his flagship store in Paris. He had not had a store in Paris, and that was, like, a Ooh. big deal that he was opening up his, like, first Paris store. So that was, like, a whole thing. So we have two outstanding issues. One is that Alice is demanding a full account of the outfit in question. Um, Which outfit? My outfit? Yes. Oh, it was it was a like a black like it was like black long underwear that was like tight. It was like literally like a black scoop neck with like long sleeve. And then like I put on it was like black spandex, like workout spandex because it was like to go for a run in because I thought it would be more likely that I went for a run in Paris to like a fancy person's birthday party in like the ambassador's residence. <laughs> so like, I literally had it like I remember I actually remember pulling everything out of the bag and being like, what can I possibly do with any of this <laughs> to make me not look like a, like a high like a college student? Um, yeah. So the second thing is that Paula says she has an advice lifestyle question. In our in our new capacity as giving life advice. Yeah, that's only you. I refuse to give <laughs> advice. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like that sets. By the way, I, I um for those of you who um who listen to the French Village podcast, I want to 
read you guys um, a uh, uh, letter I received um, uh, 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 seeking advice, but I don't have it in front of me, so I will have to do that a different day. Paula, you have an advice slash lifestyle question for Kate. Where is she? For me? It's not for me. <laughs> Where am oh, I? Oh, yes, you're joking. Isn't there you are? You're invisible, but you're we can invisible. hear you. Oh, we can hear you. Oh, now there's like a little thingy. Now Paula oh, that's is weird. waiting to reconnect. Um, the I still Luke have has been shoes. remarkably placid this entire hour. I cannot believe this. He's a really chill baby. We're really lucky. It's false advertising. <laughs> it's totally false advertising. I don't think so. I've had a few friends now that. Well, it really depends. But I also think, yeah. I mean, the only reason I say that is because I've had so many siblings and I was expecting it to be <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> so I'm like, I think we got a, we got a little jackpot. So I'm going to knock wood and hope this stays. But yeah. he's, he's pretty chill. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, I am really liking watching him snuggle. It's very soothing. It's yeah. a little weighted blanket. It's just like. Yeah, totally. Um, is he sleeping in the same room as you guys? Yeah, um, we had it's it's everything we planned for went completely awry. So we're well, just seems par for the course with babies. Totally, and so he's he's with us. Um, he's pretty good. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> but overall, it's been it's it's been a it. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Hey, Paula. Hi. Sorry, I'm looking at the baby. That wasn't like me, like, <laughs> you. <laughs> Is there something wrong with my face? I know. Um, so my question. Um, the answer is, is don't go out with the SS guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say one of my questions is, do I go out with him if he does or does not have a dog shirt, but that's not my real question. No, no, no mashing, up, match, mashing up Ben's two areas of expertise here. <laughs> the SS um, and dog shirts. <laughs> my real question is, and I'm being serious, is I've realized that moving has made me hate cooking with all of like, my, like all intensity like I, I absolutely hate cooking now and I used to love cooking I used to make ice cream myself like homemade ice cream like Did you fresh have a nice kitchen to work in yes and now my kitchen it's not that it's not nice it doesn't have all the utensils that I want and it's not like structured in a way where I can move easily around in it and it's like depressing to cook it's so awful and I hate it and I don't know what I'm supposed to do um, well, the first thing is that you've now learned an important lesson about things that you value in an apartment. <laughs> um, honestly, you don't know. I think you don't know this until you find out, until you lose something that you had before, and then you have to like reconstruct it. Um, the second thing is you order Amazon Basics and you just get all those utensils and things. And this so is the beginning. Of, it is the beginning of a time in your life in which you decide to spend depending on the amount of money you have and the amount of time and how much you think you're going to use them, 
invest in really cheap, basic versions of whatever that they'll get the job done, versions of whatever you want with the intention that once you have more money and time and like room, you'll buy really nice versions of it or whether you buy the nice versions now that lasts for a long time. I, I was like, I'm going to get some like stuff. And I don't think I went too cheap because they were not cheap and they were from like a regular store. I'm not going to say what store, um, but I was drinking out of a glass cup and shards of glass were coming. Out. <laughs> okay. Here's my first piece of, uh, important lifestyle advice that doesn't involve whether or not to date Nazis. Um, don't no eat way. shards of broken glass. No <laughs> drinking. Knocking it out of the park. Let's be <laughs> that I never asked that question. I asked the doctor question. Yeah, I just, I just, Continue. no, 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 no. Just like, um, shards of broken glass are not good for you. Um, so don't, don't drink those. Um, make sure when you clean the glasses, there are not shards of broken glass in them when you use them. That's, I think it's an important piece of, of life advice. Um, uh, here's the answer to your, your broader kitchen question, which is, um, uh, uh, you know, you're, you, you should find the type of cooking you enjoy in that kitchen. Um, maybe it's, you know, like fondues or something that you're doing on, uh, you know, elsewhere. Um, there's something that you enjoy cooking in that space. Um, uh, I love the uh, subtle, like, cheese night product placement in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I was just eating mozzarella, but I think the extent of my cooking um, was taking the container of leafy greens, pouring the dressing in it, closing it back up, shaking it and eating it out of the container. <laughs> you're also discovering maybe the first time that it really sucks to live alone is when like you're used to cooking for four or two. Mm -hmm. And then cooking for one sucks. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Like it's really it's awful. It's really bad. And you have to end up eating the same thing over and over again if you're economical about it and you like, yeah, I it's it's not that much better cooking for two, by the way. Like but I you know, yeah. You can there there's something in that kitchen that you've like never done before because your other kitchen was configured for other things. Maybe it's like a spit with a whole animal in the middle of it and you just build a, a you know charcoal fire in the middle of the floor and you feed I, your neighborhood with a whole goat lying um, between potential torts here like, I, glass, like, like open no i'm arguing against eating oh, the shards of broken glass i don't think the ann arbor like code of building regulations would allow me maybe it's not the whole animal spit roast thing but you know there's some um, you know, I, I, for example, um, like uh, just taking an eggplant and throwing it on the stove, the surface of the stove, and just turning on the gas and um, uh, roasting eggplant, you know, on open flame on the stove. Um, and then it kind of falls apart all of a sudden and you scrape it In out. It's stove? wonderful. On the stove, yeah. Wait, do you have an open flame or are you yeah. like like how you would do the peppers? It's the okay, same. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Genevieve's just like nodding, like of course. No, no, no. Uh, but like doesn't it just like leak juices all over your stove? Yep. Oh. And then and then when it cools down, you sponge it up. I'm and sure you can put like 
aluminum foil, right? You can put you can put down aluminum foil if if cleanliness is your jam. You I, I being a witness don't really do the whole the cleaning oven. thing. Um, Alice, are you going to tell me about Annie's mac and cheese? Because I just want to say I'm already there. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel too. Um, I just wanted to say that the worst cooking situation I've been in was all I had was a rice cooker and a toaster in and water from the bathroom. Uh, don't live in weird like boarding house situations that are illegal in Los Angeles. Um, so you can definitely feed yourself, um, but you might have to uh, sort of like what Ben was saying, change what you're cooking. Um, that's the key thing. Yeah. Open, open spit roasted whole well, animals. Well, not there, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> but what I would say is that um, if you can think about like um, prepping like smaller ingredients, so like if you cook beans or something, like you can use those later. Um, and then you can mix up what you're eating, but you're not like cooking things from scratch the whole time. I'd really yeah. recommend. Um, it's like very... It's like You do that with rice. You cook up a big thing of rice yeah. and then you can like yeah. do like well, 10 I, different things with it. fries are great. Like, years um but it's like not fun meal prepping when you're not working out as much so then you just think like what am i eating healthy for if yeah. not like to for the gains in my cipro class that's what i'm eating healthy <laughs> for. It just doesn't support the only thing that brains can feed on is sucrose and glucose i have another a, ser a serious tip for you okay um uh for a very small amount of money, you can buy a sous vide circulator. Oh yeah. And um, the amount that you can do with it in terms of, the amount that it will increase the flexibility of a bad kitchen across a diverse range of uh, things is amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, I do like my sous vide circulator, but I don't think it's all that. Alice gave it a big thumbs down. Why? I, I, I think love it's like my sous vide circulator, and I do so the much The 150th thing you should buy for your kitchen. One of the other things <laughs> that I found when I was living by myself is I had to change my purchasing habits. So instead of going to the grocery store like one time a week and getting like everything, I started to go like more frequently, less time, and kind of just plan it that way because then I wasn't making a huge commitment to like what I was going to be eating for the week, and I found that got rid of the boredom that's been better but the only thing that's funny about that is i don't know why i think i need to get eggs every single time i go to the grocery store but i do think i do <laughs> like, like, i'm not joking probably like 10 cartons of eggs in my refrigerator they, they <laughs> really don't go bad you should just take I, a picture yeah, you can eat them and just take a picture of your fridge before you leave that you can reference later <laughs> that is actually a really good trick too you should also if in, in your kitchen however much you don't like it you can make Genevieve's grandmother's uh, roasted uh, uh, red peppers, That's and true. they will make you happy. Sure. I will do that. Um, Paula, you're a great American. Also, oh, one last thing. I don't know what it's like with COVID, but when I was in You can't law cook school, that in your kitchen. Yeah. When I was in law school, uh, there were just so many free food events. And I would bring Tupperware with me to school, and there was always food left over. And I would literally fill like I, two or three Tupperwares full of like shrimp fried rice and like blah, blah, like and 
Otherwise, it was going to go bad or they were going to throw it away. I literally knew somebody when Tammy and I were, uh, he, he worked with Tammy. Uh, and if he's watching, I'm looking at you, Jamie Fleckner. Um, and uh, Jamie uh, uh, fed himself for an entire summer only by going to DC events. That's incredible. Uh, and he would read, so this is pre-email. Uh, and, you know, they, they would get the hotline, which was this faxed, uh, uh, um, uh, like, was this kind of faxed zine that eventually moved onto uh, the web. But, uh, and it would list all the think tank events and stuff. And he would sign up for them uh, just to get the food. And he would bring stuff to take the food with him. Uh, and he like he that was what he ate for the entire time he was in Washington. Um, yeah, I think that it wouldn't work in Ann Arbor. You won't go, you won't get in trouble, Paula. In fact, I'm sure you're going to see people do it as you go through. This is like something people figure out. But the other thing is like you do it at the end of the event, mm -hmm. like after people are dispersing. You don't like <laughs> tearing in it. Yeah, and they don't know where you're going. You could be just going to the library and you wanted a snack. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like totally. It's to. I would like highly recommend Tupperware move. I love that everyone just, like knows that this is a thing. It is like totally a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. It might not be the best for your diet health wise, yeah. in yeah. my experience, but Big pockets it is free. <laughs> you don't even actually need the dumper. Right in there. Oh my God. We have got a wrap. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> bye guys. Um, Genevieve, thank you for bringing Luke on to hang out with us. That was yeah, cool. Bring him back. Incredible. He can yeah. host anytime. Oh my God. He is so cute. <laughs> I don't believe that he's awake or, or I don't believe that he ever has an awake state until I see it. I like want to. I'll, like, I'll send a video. <laughs> I can't wait. To prove that he wakes up. <laughs> I'm actually amazed that he's like sitting. He's like so like armsy and his neck seems pretty strong. A lot so. of spazzing. He's, he's yeah. A, yeah. But um, I am happy that he got to meet all you guys and see you guys. Congratulations, GDF. He looks better hey. on the outside than the inside. Hell yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we will be back uh, on Monday. I'm not going to do the math. And Lots of hours from now. And we and have 56 we have, minutes. Wait, who do we have, Ben? We have someone. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't find my. No, we have someone good. Oh, my God. I can't. I, mean, I, I can, I can find, find out. Calendar. Um. You have Ross. Ross. You have Ross Chait. Yeah, he is um, professor of political science and history at uh, Brown University, and he is writing a book about fish. And, awesome. Uh, yes. Maybe I'll get a beast of the day out of it. And fishing, yeah. So I thought that he would be great, uh, and yeah. So he will be back on. Uh, Monday. We also have Paige, uh, my friend Paige, who's coming on on, um, uh, sorry, Paige Harden. I like should have clarified that. You, you don't, guys don't all know my friend Paige. Um, <laughs> so Paige Harden, who's coming on a Wednesday to talk about her new book. And she was profiled in the in a lengthy uh, uh, article in the New Yorker um, that I will send a link around for um, that was quite good. And that will be on Monday. So until then, have a great weekend, everybody. And until then, Luke, what do we say? 
we don't have fun anymore. But until then, we have cheese night. I was going to say, we have colic. No, <laughs> no yeah. Oh, no, God, no, please. Okay, sorry, sorry. 